from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where Wednesday is mug day with $7 Cousin Cocktails. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NTMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Trent Condon back with you. It's hour two. Miller and Condon, 10 to noon, 106.3 KXNO. Coming up later on this hour, David Kaplan will join us. ESPN 1000 and NBC Sports Chicago. We'll talk some baseball. We'll talk Cubs as they get ready for the Field of Dreams game. We'll talk White Sox, a game and a half back in the American League Central. And we'll talk about the Chicago Bears. Boy, even in the seasons where there hasn't been a whole lot of expectations this one feels a whole lot different for Chicago. Cappy's told us in the past, there's always buzz. It doesn't matter how bad people think they're going to be. Not the case, it doesn't feel like, for the Bears this season. We'll get into that. David Kaplan coming up here at the bottom of the hour. But right now, he's not the appetizer. He is the main course. He is John Bowenkamp, the self-proclaimed wise owl, and he joins us here today. What's up, owl? Not much. How you doing? How's that for an introduction? You like that one? Oh, I do, really. Yeah. yeah. I'm no Vince Scully. I want interest music. I want interest music. You want interest music? Well, you got to tell me what. What do you like, John Bowenkamp? All right, so you're you're a kid. You were in college in the '80s. I do know that. Don't want it. Well, I'm going to age you. So let's see. You are you're a little bit older than Doctorman, who he loves that butt rock. He loves the Motley Crue. He loves the hard. You're you're going to go back a little bit more. I'm going to guess you're more of an ABBA kind of guy. No, no, I'm more Phil Collins, Genesis. Okay. So, yeah, so not good walk-up music. So I want more like the Edwin Diaz when he came <laughs> to the game the other day. That, that was just awesome. That was great. I want stuff like that. If, if people haven't seen that, just Google it right now or put it in your Twitter machine and, and take a look at it. And it's this view from behind and the cutaway from SNY and just how cool it was, him coming out, the people in the stands dancing to the music. It, it was just an incredible piece. And we've seen these kind of things before. And you think of Mariano Rivera coming out to enter seeing man and the like, but that was something different, really, really cool. And well done by SNY giving you that kind of oh, perspective. Yeah. It was really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, cause it, it gave you that, okay, this is what he sees, mm-hmm. you know, when he comes into the game. And I mean, that, that, that's just, I mean, baseball is, I know baseball gets, and people make fun of it and, and the slow pace and all that. But games are a lot of fun, I think, and, and fans realize that. And I think it has to be made more fun and more, you know, some of the things that other sports have done, and I think they need to do more of that. I think I didn't get really a chance to watch the video the other day or today on Twitter of, of the Orioles' closer, the new closer last night, and the way he comes into the game and the lights flash and all that. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, I, I'm a purist. I'm a baseball purist, but I think he needs some of that stuff. To, to get people into it, to get fans into it, and you know, and, and really, you know, really, really get into kind of the cool things that you can do. Well, didn't need to see the closer last night for your Dodgers, and you know, yeah. I, I when the Dodgers are on MLB Network and it's the evening, I kind of have them on in the background. I hear a lot of Joe Davis if, if it, that's the call that we get on that feed. You know, I see them during the course of the year, probably a good fifteen twenty times, but I'm not watching like I was watching last night, watching against my team. 
God, they're good. It's just, I, I know the Dodgers are good. It, it's, yes, it's a stupid state because everybody knows that. But just watching the way that they grind and top to bottom, one through nine, just how good that team is and, and how much better they still can be when Gratterall gets back and Kershaw and Almonte and on and on and on. It, it is, it's scary, this team. How much clear are they of everybody else? Yeah, Yankees are good. Astros are good. Mets are going to be there. How big is the gap, do you believe, taking your fan hat off between the Dodgers okay. and everybody else? I, I, just think there, I just think there is such a gap. And, again, I don't really watch a lot of the other teams closely. Like you said, I don't, I don't know. I know what I see in this team. And, and, I mean, this is a team that has won a lot, 74 games, and you've had walk, you haven't had Walker Bueller for most of the year. You you know you've had Clayton Kershaw been injured on the aisle now twice. Uh, your bullpen is has really been kind of beat up. Cody Bellinger hasn't hit. Max Muncy has hit hasn't hit. They're both hitting now. Um, you've got Dustin May who has been just unbelievable in his rehab starts in Oklahoma City. Who you're going to get now in about a week or two for the rest of the season if, if he, obviously if he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like you're sitting there and you're, you're looking at that record and you're like. But they haven't even played the best baseball yet, and and it's like you, you just see. And uh, I mean, that's why I wasn't that upset at the trade deadline. I'm like, I know what's coming back, and I mean, that's mm-hmm. even if you get half those guys back, that's still a major upgrade to that roster right now. I really, really wish that the Twins would have held out and said the only way that you're getting bruised our grad all is for Urias. Man, he is so good. And I, I was shocked. I was talking earlier uh, last hour with Tommy Birch. Urias is still only 25 years old. It's just, it's absolutely yep. nuts. Yeah, and I mean, they have they have really babied him. I mean, you think mm-hmm. about it, he started an NLCS game in 2016. Jeez. You know, I mean, that's how long he has been with this team. And like you said, he's still 25 years old. I mean, they have really babied him and brought him along slowly to the point now, and, and I, it was aggravating as a fan. You're like, turn him loose, turn him loose. And now, now look where he's at as a pitcher. He's just—he's had a couple rough outings this year. I mean, everybody does, but he has been really, really good. And that's the guy that they have leaned on so much here in the last couple of years. And he just—he really fits that part for them. So, uh, one other question: We'll get into some Hawkeye talk here with John Bowenkamp, sure. who joins us uh, right now. John, you're a fan. You love your team, and. and sure. We talked before. In fact, we talked not too long ago about you know, the '88 World Series and just the excitement of that, and you being in school at the time, and just how cool that was and that experience. You saw Lull. You know the Dodgers. The Dodgers that we see right now, that was not the case in most of the '90s and the aughts. That was not the Dodgers that we see today with this ridiculous payroll. In a way, is it not as fun? And taking you know getting older and changing perspective and those kind of things, just sure. that they're just. Outspending, and they go and oh, we not only get Max Scherzer, we also get Trey Turner along with them, and right. we get Mookie Betts. It just it feels different. What is it like from a fan from that perspective, and and the evolution we've seen out of this organization? I think from from just okay from a Dodger fan perspective, and from a baseball fan perspective, and everybody talks about the payroll, and it does really make a difference. But this team knows how to get the last bit of baseball out of anybody you know you look at their eighth inning guy right now is evan phillips he was released by the by the by the rays last august you know they didn't want it 
and now all of a sudden he's one of the best setup guys in baseball. Uh, Trace Thompson, who they got from the Tigers back in June, former, I mean, they had him in in their farm system, um, was just kind of an afterthought trade. I mean, it was a player to be named later in cash deal, and he has been so big for them. Chris Taylor, you, I mean, Justin Turner, you think about where Justin Turner is, he was released by the Mets, you know, in 2014. Uh, Max Muncy released by the A's. They have figured out a way to get things out of guys that other teams haven't figured out. And I think that is, from a baseball perspective, it's the analytics, it's the money, it's the farm system. This is just such a complete organization, and that's what's fun to watch about it. John Camp here. Let's uh, jump over, John. And thankfully for me, it's only a two-game series with the Dodgers and the Twins, so <laughs> I do not have to watch any more of this after tonight. Let's get into a little Hawkeye talk. It's August camp. A sure. lot going on, a lot of rumors. You're looking at still pictures. We're seeing guys that look fast, guys that look slow, guys that don't show up in the pictures. How deep into this ridiculous craziness do you get into looking at these pictures that come out every day because you guys on the beat, you're not allowed into practice, and because of that, right. we're searching for any nugget. How deep do you go into that stuff? Not a lot. I, I prefer to see that, like what we'll see Saturday at Kid Day because then you'll get kind of an idea on who's where. you know. And, and it is interesting to look at the photos, and it's interesting that the things people can find. You know, that, that, that you can just look at a photo and say, oh, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden you start realizing, well, so-and-so's not there, so-and-so is there, that sort of thing. I, I, I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment until I see him on Saturday and mm-hmm. see kind of where everybody's at, because I think that's when you'll start to get a, a good idea on who's with the ones, who's with the twos, what that offensive line looks like, that sort of thing. And I think that's going to be kind of, I, I think, really the, the barometer for me on where this team is at right now. But it is funny to, to watch. And, and the people, oh, you know, where so-and-so oh, looks, so-and-so looks really good. It's hard to tell from that stuff, and that's why I just kind of like to wait and see. Because, like you said, we don't get a lot of opportunities to see this team. So when you, you have to take the pictures and whatever video comes out or whatever, but until you see it on, like, Saturday at Kids Day, that's when you'll kind of get an idea. So what are you looking forward to Saturday? Obviously, at the top of the conversation is always quarterback. I've maintained here and talked about it the last couple of weeks after we see the depth chart that came out at media day. Spencer Petras listed as a starter. There was no or there. We knew he was trending that direction no matter how bad he looked a season ago and how bad he looked in the spring. He's their guy. They have hitched their the, him to, to Spencer Petras. He's going to be their guy coming into the season. How bad would it have to be Saturday for Alex Padilla to take a step forward and, and at least give him a realistic chance the last couple of weeks of getting that first snap against the Jackrabbits? Well, I, I think it, it comes down to just consistency, how well Spencer Petras throws the ball. If, if, it, if it continues to be that inconsistency, at this point in his career, if you're still inconsistent at this point, you're not going to fix that, I don't yeah. think. So if, if Alex Padilla is showing more consistency, I, I think that is going to be the key on, on, on whether that, that depth chart shifts. You know, no matter who it is. I mean, whether it's the, the two quarterback, three quarterback, you know, wherever they're at, whoever I think consistently delivers the ball and and, and, and completes passes is going to be the starting quarterback. And you know, I keep always trying to tell people, if somebody was better, they're the number one. They're the number one quarterback. You know, loyalty can only take you so far. You have to win games. And so I, I just, I just, I, I just think 
that's where that that competition is right now. That there's a that there's a number one, there's a number two right behind him who I think is pretty good. It's just a matter of who's going to deliver the ball consistently for them and run that offense consistently. You're not going to see a whole lot of the wrinkles we anticipate we're going to see out of the Iowa offense, but the running game. Chance of certainly being better this year. Those combinations along the offensive line. Kirk always likes to tweak. And another thing that hasn't been talked about a lot, second year now with George Barnett as the offensive line coach. There's a certain thing, certainly, that Kirk wants. And when your boss, you know, that's kind of his thing. It's got to be a little right. bit intimidating coming in your first year in the job and, and a year last year where they had so many injuries and so many struggles with that offensive line and played so many young guys, something they didn't do. What do you anticipate up front? What we're going to see? Because it goes hand-in-hand, hand, right? If that offensive line is better than what we saw a year ago, it's going to make things a whole lot better for whoever's playing quarterback, oh, yeah. whoever's running the football. It all starts up front. Yeah, and to me, the biggest key is, is who's going to be your center. Who's going to run that line? Because, I mean, we know what Tyler Linderbaum did the last couple of years. We know how good he was. Who is going to step into that role and be that number one center? And then how do you fit the pieces around him? And so that's kind of what I want to watch on Saturday is who is in that number one spot and who is in the number two spot and who, you know, where, what the combinations are. But I do think, like you said, getting back to, like you said, this is the second year now under an offensive line coach. Yeah, you're doing the same things, but that's a new voice. That's still, you know, you don't know, you know, there's still that, there was still that learning process about a new assistant coach. Well, now they know him and a lot of those guys are back and, and it's still a very young line, but, They've got a lot of experience. Now they've played with each other. Now that they've played for him, now let's see where this line goes and, and how it kind of all comes together here in the next few weeks. You know, uh, the concern continues along the depth at the wide receiver position. And going back to the first question on Iowa about the pictures, Keegan Johnson, you know, he's been at the forefront because he hasn't showed up in the pictures. I heard something back during the off season that, Maybe there was something with long COVID. There were some rumblings and rumors about that, and that's all it was. There was obviously nothing confirmed, but some concerns there. You don't see him show up. You look beyond the two other guys. Nico Regani has his limitations. He struggled with drops the last couple of years. Arlen Bruce is a really fun piece, but he's not a big receiver by any means. And then you're looking at Alec Wick, a redshirt freshman walk-on. Brody Brecht, we don't know anything about him as a wide receiver, not as a pitcher. It gets scary right. in a hurry here. If if something impactful happens to one of those three guys at the top of wide receiver, who else are you looking at? I don't know. And I mean I mean, again, this is a deep room, I think, but it's also a room of unknowns. Like you said, we don't know a lot about Alec Wick. We don't know a lot about a lot of these other guys. Um, so if some other guys are getting reps with the ones and the twos that maybe we haven't thought of Oh, okay, that's good experience for them. But, again, it, it all comes back to game experience. They really need Keegan Johnson. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. I mean, I think he's just so good. And it's not just at wide receiver. I mean, when we talked to him here just a few weeks ago, he wanted to be a kick returner. You know, Arlen Bruce wants to return punts. You want to put these guys in a lot of situations, but they have to be healthy. And if they're healthy, that's a really good room, and then you can kind of develop the, line, the, the, the room behind them but if, if somebody's sick, if somebody's not healthy, if somebody's you know, got injuries here or there, you're going to be putting some guys into situations that they haven't been in before, and then that's when, you know, you never know what you're going to get at that point. So I really think they need to develop that overall depth in the room because I do think there's a lot of talent there. It's just a matter of, of who you're going to see, and, and right now it could be anybody at this point. 
defensively, this team is stacked. There, there's really no questions. I know, yeah, you lose cornerbacks. You wonder, Jamari Harris, when he's out the first game, what's going to happen? They got an All-American on the other side. You got Terry Roberts, who can slide right in there. Plus, it's defensive backs under Phil Parker. I just, I can't remember a season where you go into the year. I remember back to, like, 2005. Well, they returned two All-American linebackers. Oh, they didn't have anybody up front. It was a bunch of young guys. That was, you know, Matt Kroll in that group, and... They weren't very good defensively that season. I can't remember this kind of defense coming back and having so few questions about a group defensively. Yeah, and I mean, and and, and I mean, you you it starts you you bring back all your linebackers who are all really good, you know, and and so like you said, there there isn't any question marks on that defense because of a there is a lot of talent there, and b there's a lot of depth there. I mean, I go back to what you know what we were just talking about with the wide receivers. But with the defensive guys, you know what you've got there. And you know that even with your twos, it's still a pretty good group. You know, I, you think back to the linebackers in the spring, all three of those guys were out. A lot of those guys got a lot of work in. So now you know what you've got with them. You know what's on that defensive line, and you know they're going to go back to that rotation, I think, where you had a couple years ago, which a line that was very, very good, where you were just putting in four new guys every, every series. And so when you've got that kind of depth and you know what you've got with them, that really, that's just one thing you just don't have to worry about. And they're so good, too, and we talked about this you know, in, in the past. Uh, they're so good at forcing turnovers. They're so good at, 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 at converting them into big plays. Um, this is, I, I just think this is one of the best defenses in the country, and it's so good because you've got guys that can fill in if something goes wrong. So I'm going to be in Vegas. I can anticipate a full report of what we see in the kicking game, you are our special teams correspondent. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. That, to me, is one of the biggest questions who can kick field goals for mm-hmm. And, I mean, you, I mean, that is a big part of this team when you think about it. And, I mean, because they get put in a lot of, of, of short field situations because of the defense. Okay, can they convert? I didn't see a lot of consistency out of that kicking game in, in the spring. That's got to get a lot better, I think. Punting, I mean, clearly isn't a problem. But kicking game, field goals, you know, kickoffs, you know, getting guys in position, that's a that is a big question mark for this team right now. You think back from Miguel Racinos, Mike Meyer, Kyle Schlicker, Danny Murray, of course going back to Caden at the beginning of things, Keith Duncan here recently, what we saw last year with Caleb Shudak, we have it's been an embarrassment of riches and the way Iowa plays oh, in yeah. their style, if they don't have this figured out, I remember it very vividly. You go back to all the pop and circumstance and the hype in 1997 coming into the year with Tavian and Tim coming back that season. Yeah, Matt Sherman got hurt. But if Matt Sherman, even if he was hurt, they don't lose those games to Northwestern and Wisconsin if they had a competent kicker. Right. And that's the key. I mean, you think about how many games they have won in the last two years because of kickers, because of really good kickers, guys that, guys that you knew you could trust in, in key situations. And that's going to be the thing. Somebody's got to develop that trust because if you don't, that puts a lot more pressure on your offense. And then if your offense isn't clicking and, and you, you get a lot of good field position and you don't convert, that can be really disheartening to the team. So that's why they have to solve this kicker problem. It, it, I shouldn't say it's – I don't know if it's a problem yet. Not yet. But, it was, I mean, it, no, but what you saw in the spring was uh-huh. a lot of inconsistency. I, I go back to that word. You've got to be consistent to gain trust from Kirk Ferentz and that staff, and somebody's got to do that here in the next few weeks 
because you're going to be put in some situations where you're going to need that. John Bowencamp, you find him with Hawkeye Nation. You hear him talking about the Dodgers, and he joins us here on Miller and Condon. John, enjoy it this weekend. I know you got a busy couple of days there. The back-to-backer here, Friday with Media Day, then Saturday with Kids Day. What are they doing to you guys? I don't know. It's a way to get us all out of the way, I guess, for for (laughs) get it all out of the way right away, and then we see him again right before the season starts. He'll be here before we know it. Thank you for your time, as always, John. All right, have a good one. You too. John Bowencamp joining us. And always a fun conversation with John. When we come back, we continue the conversations, this time with David Kaplan. Bears training camp's going on. I got nothing. I mean, what do you get excited about? An offensive line that is question marks all over the place. Tevin Jenkins, does he really want to play football? We'll get into that. Cubs get ready for the Field of Dreams game, and the White Sox now a game and a half back in the AL Central. Chicago Sports with David Kaplan. It's coming your way next as we roll through on a Wednesday. Miller and Condon, 106.3. Is now the best time ever to own a single-family rental home in Des Moines. Trent Condon here from my good friends at Renner's Warehouse, and I'm here to tell you housing prices are falling, but rents are rising. And with low inventories, They're stronger than ever. What does this mean for you? It's not always a seller's market, but it is always a renter's market, especially when you hire Renter's Warehouse to manage the process for you. With selling, you never know what you're going to get. With renting, you can be confident in your ability to earn monthly cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits for the long term. And with Renter's Warehouse, you can sit back and collect the money. Tenants, they find the best. Rent. They collect it for you. Maintenance requests, they handle them 24-7. All for just one low monthly flat fee. They'll even warranty your tenants for free. Don't sell. Cash in and rent your home with Renner's Warehouse instead. Find out how much rent your home can get by visiting Renner'sWarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429 today. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for Wolf Construction and Wolf Roofing are currently hiring. What makes Wolf Construction a better place to work is that when we think about developing the whole person is important, whether that person is a new carpenter laborer on a job site or that person's a project accountant that works in the office. It doesn't matter who. It becomes more than just a job or a company you show up to. It becomes part of the Wolf family. Competitive pay, excellent benefits, and a $1,000 sign-on bonus. Apply today at Wolf Construction. Are you looking for a new dentist? Look no further than Fuller Associates Family Dentistry. They offer a relaxed, family-friendly atmosphere, anxiety and pain management, and the ability to give you the smile that you deserve. Dr. Stephen Fuller would like to welcome Dr. Kelsey Edwards to the practice, the third generation of their family-owned and operated small business. Fuller Associates Family Dentistry, located near Grandview Golf Course in Des Moines, and a new location coming this summer in Altoona. Call and schedule an appointment at 515-266-3437, online, Fuller Dental. Come on, baby, 
That is where our next guest is. He is David Kaplan, NBC Sports Chicago, ESPN 1000, and a weekly conversation here on Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Cappy, appreciate it as always. How are things in the Windy City? It's a gorgeous day. I am walking around downtown. I'm on the corner of Russian Superior and just chilling like a villain waiting to talk to you. Well, we got lots to talk about here today and what to start. I want to start on the football front. We've talked a lot of baseball. White Sox are a game and a half back. The Cubs getting ready for the Field of Dreams game tomorrow against the Reds. But I do want to start with football and something. Cap, you and I were both Bears fans, but we've talked about it here. It's so difficult to to get excited about this team. Taking 2022 off the page, though, because it doesn't look like it's going to be a very good year. It's it's difficult to come up with a realistic scenario where this team is 10-7, and 11-6, and, and and wins the division. Long-term, future, where where you are when you look at this organization as a whole, when you look at the ownership group as a whole, because it, it feels like just that continued building and more and more people talking about it's not just the team, it's not just the uniform that you're rooting for, people becoming more and more upset with an organization. I can't remember things quite like maybe getting as bad as it feels like it is right now with the Bears. So, obviously, the Roquan Smith thing was mm-hmm. a big story yesterday that broke on our radio show where he wants to be traded. I don't believe he wants to be traded. I believe it's his way of pulling a power play to get the contract that he wants. That said, what are you doing not having an agent and handling the negotiation by yourself? That might be the single dumbest thing I've heard by a Chicago athlete in a long, long time. And there are people who don't have agents and are thinking, well, why should I give a percentage of my contract to somebody when I'm an all-pro two-time and I should be able to walk in and get what I want and then I keep all that money. Well, when they don't want to give you that money and then on top of the whole deal, you have to listen to them tear you down and tell you, well, here's why you're not worth that money. Now all we've got is bad blood between both sides. I have an agent, and I don't make that kind of money, but I don't want to hear why you can't pay me what I think I deserve. But my agent can hear that and filter it out and either tell me in a much softer way or not tell me at all and just say, look, here's where they're at, and not say, well, they think you do this wrong and that wrong. It's all a negotiation. I do not believe Roquan Smith is worth the richest linebacker contract in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Just because his turn is up. He's not better than Shaquille Leonard, formerly known as Darius. He's not better than Fred Warner. He doesn't rush the passer like T.J. Watt. He's not Khalil Mack. He does not deserve 20 plus million a year. Would I give him 13 to 14? Yes. If I'm being held up against the wall, could I, in some universe, get to 15? Yes, because my team is not good, and I don't have a lot of star power, and he's a great football player. But beyond that, every dollar over what I'm comfortable swallowing is one less dollar I can use to address the worst wide receiver room in the National Football League. That's A. B, my lousy, if not as bad as my wide receiver room, close offensive line. And who's rushing the passer for me? 
because he doesn't do that. And if he says, well, the scheme is the reason I didn't, and this new scheme I'm going to rush the passer, okay, then why don't you play this year and prove to me he's got 14 sacks in four years. He has one forced fumble in four years. Now he's one of the leading tacklers in the National Football League because he had great players in front of him. I'll tell you a quick story. Ronnie Rivera, who's a good friend of mine, mm-hmm. Ron Rivera was playing linebacker for the Bears. He was an outside backer. He had to move inside because Mike Singletary was injured for one start. He said, Cap, I had McMichael, Hampton, Dent, <laughs> and Perry in front of me. Uh-huh. I made 23 tackles. He goes, go look it up. And my uniform was clean. I was never touched. All I did was watch those four maniacs in front of me all get double teamed and even use a running back to chip on one of those guys. And all I did was flow to the play and make the tackle. He said, I'm not denigrating Mike Singletary as a player. I'm just telling you, most guys don't have it that easy. You just make read, react, make the play, and never get blocked. Roquan has had that with Hakeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, Bilal Nichols, Roy Robertson here. All really good football players. So let's see him do it. And if he wants to get paid now, you're not getting $20 million a year. Well, what my takeaway from that story, Cap, and it was a good one, is I think Chico Rivera, I think he called Mike Singletary overrated. That's my takeaway. Um, I don't think he <laughs> called him overrated. I think he said, I wish I could play with uh-huh. four guys in front of me and me at middle <laughs> linebacker every day. I might have a different career and more money. So we know this comes down to Justin Fields, right? It's a new regime. It's a new front office. Ryan Poles takes over, but... It comes down to the quarterback. Did they get it right this time after trading away first-rounder this year and every movement that they made? You mentioned the wide receiver room. Not only is it a bad wide receiver room, it's a banged-up wide receiver room. Byron Pringle, he's got a quad injury. Nikhil Harry, he had to be helped off the field uh, earlier in the week. It's just on and on and on. they got a rookie that they won't even say what the injury is. What are they doing to help Justin Fields? What 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 is a, what is the play? Not a lot. Not a lot, and that's... They, look, I said to you and to Ken, they picked a lane, and that's it. That's the lane. And the lane was, we're not spending a lot of money right now to fix this football team because we can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I drop Debo Samuel onto the Chicago Bears, are they an 11-win team? Absolutely not. If I drop, pick the best left tackle, let's call him healthy, David Bakhtiari, dropped him on the team. But you don't get Samuel. You get Bakhtiari. Are they an 11-win football? They're not. So rather than mortgaging the future, overspending to get one star player, Ryan Poles has said, there's more talent here than maybe they got out of it, but what does being an eight-win football team do for the Chicago Bears? The answer is absolutely nothing except give you a worse draft pick and maybe instill false hope. So this way... Go out, try and set a new culture, hope that Justin plays reasonably well with very limited weapons, and see where you go from there. That's next year is where you go and spend. You've got over $100 million in cap space. You've got hopefully a top-10 draft pick, maybe even higher. And if, heaven forbid, they have an awful season and they go 3-14 and 14 and they have the number one pick, but they stay at the end of it, you know what? I know we didn't win a lot of games, but Justin is the guy. We can win with this guy. Well, then you could take said number one or two pick and trade either Bryce Young of Alabama mm-hmm. or trade uh, C.J. Stroud of Ohio State and say, oh, who needs a quarterback? 
oh, New Orleans does, or this team does, or Carolina does. Okay, I want three number one picks. And that is the going rate because that is what San Francisco had to give up. They gave up their pick at, I think it was 12, plus two more number ones to get the Trey Lance. So if I'm getting three number ones and I don't need a quarterback and I have $100 million, 2023 looks a whole lot different. David Kaplan joining us. Let's jump into some baseball, Cappy. White Sox, a split yesterday. They come back in an important one against the Royals after dropping game one. They get the victory in game two, three to two. Game and a half back as now Cleveland has caught Minnesota here. Tim Anderson, though, shut down and he is going to be on the IL. What can you tell us? There's been so many rumors, so much speculation about Anderson and, and the struggles that he has had dating back to, you know, everything that was happening. What one home run? since the uh, back and forth that he had six, seven weeks ago. What can you tell us on Tim Anderson? Uh, maybe a microcosm of this White Sox season, a season for hell, from hell for the White Sox All-Star. So he's had a rough year. Even though his numbers are reasonably good, he's just had he had an injury. He was knocked out. He came back. It just it wasn't what everyone had hoped, and now he's been scuffling the all-star break hitting 250 and having a hand problem. And then the other day he's on a a, a commercial plane coming from Kansas city to Chicago. And some idiot takes a video and posts it on social media, which I just think it's so invasive of someone's privacy. Mm -hmm. He's standing at the airport waiting to get on. And someone has to go on and put a video of him at the gate and put it on social media. And all of a sudden it's, well, why is Tim coming home? Tim, Getting, is he serving his suspension in Chicago. If the team's going to Kansas City, why wouldn't he be with the team? Is there a falling out? Is he doing this? Is he doing that? He shouldn't have to answer any questions to be able to fly a plane by himself and not have to answer or have people speculate on it. And then he came home. He had a fan looked at and gone six, uh, four to six weeks. And that means when you come back, you're not in baseball shape. And you're in the midst of September. So this is a big issue for the White Sox. And unfortunately, they don't have a shortstop that you go, all right, plug that guy in. They don't. It's Leary Garcia, Lenin Sosa called up for the minors. They don't have someone ready to play shortstop in a pennant. They get to catch the Cleveland. They get to catch the Twins. Do you still have that hope? Because yesterday, uh, Sean Roberts, who's on our, our station here, huge White Sox fan, he still's got that glimmer of hope. Just get in because this team is so talented, and you got Dylan Cease that'll get the ball in Game One of a playoff series. Do you think they're good enough though, and, and everything's going to go right enough to pick up that game and a half and just get in? Do I think they're going to get in? I do. Uh, I can't now. Again, they have nine games left with the Minnesota Twins, and they close the season with a bunch of them with the Twins and Guardians. So by that point, you should have T.A. back and healthy. Uh, again, what type of baseball shape he'll be in at that point, I don't know. And we don't know what other injuries could be around the corner for any of us, but especially for the be- uh, baseball team. So I, I think they're getting in the playoffs. I just don't hold out any hope that they're getting in and they're making noise. Tony won a World Series, La Russa, with an 83-win Cardinal team. Is he going to pull that off again? I highly doubt it, but you never know. All summer, it's been in the back of my mind in this Cubs season that's been a disappointment, no doubt. We knew they weren't going to be good, but there's just been so many extras that happened this season. I always had that glimmer that we were going to see you come to our fine state and watch the team. 
there hasn't been any pull that wants to get over to the Field of Dreams game and, and just catch all the pomp and circumstance along with the ball game? Um, if I didn't have to work radio and TV, I absolutely would want to go. My son is actually going, and he's going to be there. Uh, two of my closest friends in the business who are producers uh, at NBC Sports Chicago, they got there yesterday because Frank Thomas is one of the owners of the Field of Dreams. Yep. So, so uh, they are covering the VIP golf tournament that's going on today, and they're shooting some other stuff that Frank has lined up. They're you know, excited to be there, having a good time. They were there last year when the White Sox and the Yankees played. Look, it's two bad baseball teams, but I'm still going to be locked in watching it because I think it's cool. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Should be a fun one. And we will talk to you about that and a whole lot more coming up next week. Cappy, as always, thank you so much for your time today. Anytime, man. Whatever you need, I got you. That's David Kaplan, NBC Sports Chicago, ESPN 1000, and he joins us each and every week here on Miller and Condon. Our conversations with Cappy presented by Centurion Stone of Iowa, Iowa's largest Centurion Stone dealer, manufactured stone made from natural stone patterns, giving it the authentic look and feel without the natural stone installation price. That's Centurion Stone. They do have natural stone. They have brick stone veneer all online centurionstoneofiowa.com is where you can go to find out more inside outside your home just beautiful work that they do out there they're located at 5525 northeast 22nd street in des moines or again online centurionstoneofiowa.com for a weekly conversation with david kaplan when we come back we try to stay hot monday i gave you two winners we went two and one We had two plus money wins. Yesterday, we went back to the well again. We got you three winners. Three and one yesterday. Back-to-back winning days. Let's make it three in a row. My picks brought to you by Circus Sports when we come back. It is Miller & Condon on 106.3. Local Farmers Markets are back in 2022 in your community. The Waukee Farmers Market features fresh produce and live music. Head over to the downtown triangle from 4 to 7 Wednesdays through September 28th. They have something for the whole family to enjoy. For more information on this Greater Des Moines event and others, visit CatchDesMoines.com. This Farmer's Market PSA is brought to you by NCMIC and iHeartMedia. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circus Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circus Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircusSports.com. Meadows. Local farmers markets are back in 2022 in your community. Check out the Beaverdale Farmers Markets for Iowa homegrown produce and home good products. This market runs from 4 until 7, now through September the 13th. You'll find the market in the Franklin Junior High parking lot. For more information on this Greater Des Moines event and others, visit CatchDesMoines.com. This Farmer's Market PSA is brought to you by NCMIC and iHeartMedia. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. 
Trent Condon back with you one final time. Thanks for joining me here today, Miller and Condon. So, Ken, doing his thing in Vegas. He's been up for a while, and I'm sure about that. But we're going to track down the old man tomorrow. One more show with me tomorrow, and then we will reunite on Friday's program as we will be live from Circa from 10 until noon on Friday. Mike Palm will be there. Derek Stevens, the owner, looking forward to a great event. If you're heading out to Vegas and you want to sign up for these football contests, we've been telling you about, look, you don't have to just go this weekend that we're going up to do the same. You can go up there all the way up until, I believe, the day before uh, the NFL season begins. So still plenty of opportunity to get out there, sign up for these football contests. They're $1,000. That's the entry fee. And a chance at a $6 million prize pool for Circa Millions. That's the one where you pick five NFL games a week against the point spread or Circa Survivor. Old school Survivor contest. Pick a team. Once you pick them to win, you can't use them again the rest of the season. Going to be fun. We're going to be talking about it a lot, breaking things down, and I'm just hopeful that Ken doesn't screw this up. He can't get knocked out early. He's, I know he's doing a couple of entries in the Survivor, but come on. we we got to keep this thing alive. Get us to November, right? Get us thinking about that separate week that'll be Thanksgiving. What Christmas is. The teams that you have to save. So much intrigue, so much fun, and you can go out there and sign up anytime. If you do, hey, just tell them you heard it on Miller and Condon. I'll let the people know out there you're signing up for the football contest after hearing about it here. And we're hopeful maybe down the line we could do an Iowa contest. That's something still in the works in the future with Circa Sports. My picks of the day, another winning day yesterday. That's two in a row here on the program. And we're going to start here this afternoon. The Cubs at home for the Nationals. We're going with the Nats in this one. Justin Steele's been really good, certainly been really good lately, and it's been inconsistency out of Josiah Gray. I think Gray gets the better of the Cubs here, like the price on top of it, plus 150 with the Nationals. Pick number two, another afternoon game. Give me Blackburn in Oakland, minus 124 against the Angels as they continue to go the wrong way. Of course, Oakland's only all-star was Blackburn. He gets a start, minus 124. A late night last night in Seattle. Yankees, I'm going to go back to the well with them, though, tonight, uh, this afternoon at Seattle in a getaway game. Minus 115 with Nestor on the bump for the Yankees. Plus money tonight, give me Alcantara and Miami at Philadelphia against Noah Syndergaard. And finally, the White Sox, minus 137. Again, Nationals, A's, Yankees, Marlins, White Sox. Those are my picks for the day presented by Circa Sports. That'll do it. For me, back with you one more time tomorrow before I make my way to Vegas. Ken Miller's going to stop by. We're hoping to hear from Luca Garza tomorrow. Talked with Frank yesterday. Hopefully he's going to be in the mix. Got a couple other ideas tomorrow from 10 to noon. Before that, though, we got Murph and Andy coming up at 1 o'clock. The Fanatics with Ross Peterson this afternoon at 3. Morning Rush kicks it off each and every day at 6 a.m.